um, for the Elijah Bailey show, uh, my audience was just my friends. That's the way that I started. Like, this is a podcast for my friends to listen to. We don't always get to talk. So I'm going to present stuff that not just one type of friend we have an interest in, but everything. So we started talking about fancy football, MMA, and I invite people on. And now we've searched for audiences that will actually give us feedback now that we're at episode 40. Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for and by podcasters. We interview podcasters for the real scoop on podcasting. Whether you're thinking about starting a podcast or have been podcasting for years, you'll find lots of inspiration, valuable lessons, and tips in our interviews. This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Please visit podbean.com, the home for podcasters. Hello, podcast friends, and welcome to the ninth episode of Podcasting Smarter. I'm Jennifer Crawford, and today I am joined by Elijah Bailey, who podcasts out of Blacken Studios, a professional podcast studio in Oklahoma City. Elijah is the co-host of several podcasts, including The Elijah Bailey Show, The Black Box, The Warrior Way Podcast, and A Little Bit of Anime. Get ready because you are about to learn how to be a podcast warrior. Welcome to the show, Elijah. Thank you for having me. That was an awesome intro. Now I know. You how, like it? Oh yes. I, I now I know how some of my guests feel. <laughs> I'm sitting here <laughs> just smiling the whole time, like, oh man, I sound so awesome. I yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you are awesome. You are a very ambitious podcaster. I've listened to several of your shows, and they're they're very good. I am in awe of how many you actually are a part of, and I'm sure other people will be curious about your podcast story. So let's. Start Start at the very beginning. How did you get into podcasting? <laughs> uh, it's just a funny story. Well, it's funny to me just looking back at it because basically it was me and Richard Tap- Taplin, who is a, a one of the owners of Black and Studios and, and the originator of Black and Studios. Uh, and basically, we just like Stone Cold Steve Austin has a podcast. He just talks about whatever he wants. We can do that too. And uh, it's just hilarious because we started doing it. And we're like, dude, this is a lot, a lot more work than uh, what we thought it would be. But Richard and I have been friends since elementary school. And, uh, you know, you go to through middle school and high school, then you go separate ways going to college. And uh, we kind of lost touch. And uh, I think I sent out like an APB for my bachelor party. And uh, Richard was one of my my old school friends that came out and hung out with me and we started talking about, you know, just where we were in life. And, and he didn't tell me at the time that he had just went through, you know, uh, lung cancer. And, uh, I was like, well, you know, uh, thanks for coming out. You need to come up to the gym and work out with me because I do martial arts and I'm a personal trainer. And it took him about a year before he had, um, uh, uh, beaten cancer. And he's like, you know what, I'm going to get back in shape. I'm going to start living my life to the fullest. Nothing's going to hold me back. And he contacted me and he came up to the facility that I was at. And we, we just talked for like an hour and a half. Um, and I was like, yeah, he's like, I was like, just come back tomorrow and we'll actually do a workout. And he's like, should I do this? Should I do that? Or do you think it'll be all right? And I'm just like, don't worry about it. Just come up to the school, come work out. And ever since that day, our bond just kind of kept growing. And to the point where I felt comfortable enough, you know, I didn't know if anybody knew about podcasts at the time. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to bother anybody. They don't even know what podcast is. I'm just listening to this, to the podcast by myself. And I was like, well, 
you know, Richard, do you ever listen to podcasts? He's like, yeah, man. And I was like, so, you know, what do you listen to? Because I got this show that I love, and it was the Steve Austin show, because we're both huge wrestling fans. Like, yeah, I listen to Steve Austin as well. I was like, you know, I'd really like to do that. I feel like I have some stuff that I need to get off my chest every now and then that I could say, and I think people would like. And I think the conversations you and me have are are awesome. I know, not just because we're friends. I just think we go in depth on some stuff. And uh, he's like, you know what? I have some equipment at my house. And then that started the journey right there. That is quite a story. I mean, you guys bonded over fitness and podcasting. <laughs> yes. That's that's great. I, I mean, it's it's wonderful when you can do something like this with a friend. I'm sure there's sort of a depth to your conversations that stems from your long-term relationship. Yes, I, I feel like uh, like Richard, uh, he'll tell you he <laughs> you've heard it on podcasts before. He'll mess up a word. He say, you know, I can't read, and so I kind of fill bridge that gap for him. So when he's searching for a word, I usually end up finishing it. And it makes the conversations that we have uh, just just more in depth because you you sit and talk to us anywhere else, and we're, we really don't talk about anything of any importance. But once we start putting our mind to something, we just keep hitting different layers and talk about growth and potential, and then it, it sends back to some of our struggles we went through on what kind of podcasts we want to have, what kind of life we want to lead, what kind of example we want to be for the like his son and his life, and me, my students. And it just leads to us being very ambitious and actually just going out there and, and trying to grab the brass ring, if you will. So I had a question with regard to having so many shows that you co-host. Yes. Is is there a challenge keeping them distinct and separate? And do you ever feel like you're repeating yourself or talking about the same thing on different shows? How do you how do you manage that? The very first time that I recorded, I felt like I was repeating myself because the Elijah Bailey show has a segment called Anime Shmanime. And we talk about anime and it's usually uh, like it spitballed from me doing anime and manga of the month or of the week to anime and manga of the month just because I wanted to give people a longer time to <clears throat> actually be able to watch and read. And so when we started a little bit of anime, it was the same anime for uh, the week, for the anime watch swap, for all this other stuff. And I was like, dude, I have to, I have to change it up. And the reason I took on doing all these different podcasts, not only do I have, you know, different interests, but I wanted to grow as a podcaster myself because the way that I view the studio is, yes, I have the Elijah Bailey show and we have the black box together, me and Richard. But if I'm not doing anything to build the brand of the studio and add value and worth, you know, am I, am I a factor that's holding Richard studio back from being successful and holding these other podcasters back. So the challenge for me was making sure that when I talked to my other fellow hosts for these shows, that we had a distinct message and we came up with our own segments individual of the Elijah Bailey show, which had been established for, I think at that time, eight months. Okay. Wow. Okay. So I wanted to also ask you, so you podcast out of a professional studio, yes. but you didn't always podcast out of profession, a professional <laughs> studio. So I was wondering the difference, like, does it feel different to you? Do you feel like you're taking it more seriously when you're in a professional studio? Not uh, for me, not really, because <laughs> every time there was a show uh, that we did after we were done, we we're like, man, what can we do better? And I mean, the first couple shows, we didn't talk about improving anything. We we're just kind of happy to, to be podcasting and happy to be there. But after the third or fourth show, I'm like, nah, I didn't feel that. 
you know, it doesn't have that same feel as the first time. And that's what we try to strive for. So being in the studio, um, I don't think it, it makes me take it even more seriously. It just keeps me in a constant headspace that this is a professional studio. Um, the guests that I'm bringing in here aren't just, you know, my friends every week. They're people that are going to add value to the studio and are going to challenge me to give better interview formats. Or if this is going to be a topic based show, then I have to know my facts. I have to make sure that me and Richard, um, our chemistry is is not uh, discombobulated at any point. And then I have to make sure that I'm producing and running and leading the show the best I can so Richard can produce and edit on his side while we're recording. Um, but I don't think it's changed for me. I know some of the other shows that are under Black and Studios, it kind of made them take it seriously because Richard like went into hiding when he researched this facility. He even drew it out on a piece of paper, the specs, the square footage. And then he came in here and worked with his wife and his cousin and didn't let anybody see it until it was finished, until we were ready to open the doors. And so I think for for him, you know, getting out of the house, this is the dream becoming even more reality. And for me, it's just cementing my um, my focus and my drive for what we're doing. Because I appreciate the fact that he even allowed me to to be a part of this because he could easily said, you know, I have I have equipment, but, you know, I'm not really trying to record and then go off on a cell phone record. Or he could just say, you know, I don't know if if uh, this is the right fit for you. But I've been blessed enough to have friends that support me and bring me along in their their journeys. And, and it's a, a coupling of success for both of us. Yeah, it sounds like you two are really supportive of each other. And I'm always fascinated how co-hosts divide podcasting responsibilities. <laughs> yes. And you went into it a little bit, but can you go into it in a little bit more detail? <laughs> yeah, for, for, for me and my other co-hosts, it's a little bit different. It's more 50-50. For, for Richard, I've, I've spoiled him. <laughs> so when we first started, because he knew all the editing and, and all, he's real computer savvy. I just let him handle that. And he would send me the audio to listen back to see if we need to make some edits like eh, it doesn't really sound real good there or it's grainy there or, or whatever. And then I, w I was like, dude, I'll do all the social media stuff. So I'd create the Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, um, emailing, writing up um, just because I'm, I'm used to writing up documentation for sponsorship and all this other stuff. So uh, he's gotten better. Uh, with taking some of those responsibilities. And neither one of us wanted to have a Twitter. I, I'm, I'm almost 30. I don't need to be tweeting at people. I didn't want to Instagram. And we've kind of coped with that. And we're starting to to do that as a team. He comes to me like, how can I present this a little bit better? And I go to him and ask him the editing stuff because I want to be a producer for some of our future plans with Black & Studio. So it's more almost like when we started out as 90-10, and now it's like 60-40 on the responsibilities. Wow. Okay. So it sounds like you're working it out. So I wanted to ask about, so for Blacken Studios, are you um, solely Black podcast or does it vary? Is it more of a variety? Oh, there's more of a variety. The Blacken part for the studios comes from Richard's favorite, favorite song. Um, and that was just, he... he base this concept around what do I like? What is something that I really love? I love this song. So I want to name my studio after it because uh, that was just his mindset. And then, I mean, last night we, we were in here and talking about the future of the studio and we were playing the Blackened song over this, the stereo, the intercom. Um, but we have a diverse group of individuals and that's what we try to seek. We want different kind of podcasts. We have a political podcast. 
two religious podcasts on two different uh, religions, um, the Warrior Way podcast, anime podcast, gaming podcast. Uh, we have a motivational podcast that just started this week called Jot That Down. Uh, we have a, uh, a guy that was a guest on my show. He's going to be podcasting out of Springfield, Missouri about you know, the sports, local sports, wrestling, martial arts, MMA, cage fighting. Uh, so we try to be as diverse as we can and try to incorporate a community outside of our scope of expertise to actually be a fully functioning studio. We don't want to get, you know, foothold into just one type of genre or one type of theme. I like that because there, there's so much variety out there in the podcast world, both variety of people and variety of topics and variety of entertainment all under that podcasting umbrella. So I'm, I'm glad that you're incorporating that into your vision for the studio. That's great. So you mentioned a little bit about your social media. I was wondering, how do you find your audience and attract an audience? What has worked for you? you and your podcast um, for the Elijah Bailey show uh, my audience was just my friends that's the way that I started like this is a podcast for my friends to listen to we don't always get to talk so I'm gonna present stuff that not just one type of friend we have an interest in but everything so we started talking about fancy football MMA and I invite people on and now we've searched for audiences that will actually give us feedback now that we're at episode 40. So, I mean, we still have that core demographic. This is a hangout podcast, if you will, uh, or a jack of all trades, a little bit of uh, pro wrestling, uh, comics, anime. Um, but we also want to have people that are engaging because my friends can listen to the podcast as much as they want, or they can just like it on Facebook. But if we're not converting those likes into followers, and active, engaged listeners, then we're missing out as podcasters in the studio because we, we don't know which way to go now. And, and that's what I try to deviate from, not just what podcast is the best for me or what I would like to hear, but what is my perfect audience member uh, and how can I get to that person? Yeah. Like, what do they want from you? Yes. And when they engage, how do they tend to engage with your show? Uh, the the most uh, engaging aspect of my social media is Twitter and then Facebook. Now, Twitter is I mostly get um, retweets from other local podcasters. And then I have uh, each week a podcast of the week and then also a cosplay of the week. And I just give credit to those people that are making, you know, different kind of costumes for anime or video games and the hard work they go in. They usually have some of their followers come to the page and they're like, man, I, I really like that. Thank you for giving me a shout out. Um, and that's that's typically how it is. Facebook and Twitter are the, are the best versions for the Elijah Bailey show. But other podcasts like A Little Bit of Anime and Hoya the Warrior Way or Superpower Movie Podcasts, which, you know, I just started about two weeks ago, people are emailing us now or are commenting on our live streams on Facebook. So, Oh, that's going to feel good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it does. After going so many episodes and not hearing uh, as much as I would want to, it feels good when somebody's talking like, man, I really like what you're saying. Um, what do you think about this? Or, you know, uh, the Hoya the Warrior Way is just a mindset motivational podcast. So whatever your interpretation of something is, bring it up to the front, talk to us, and we can engage in a debate. You know, we can have different opinions and still be friends at the end of the day. So we were talking, we were having a debate about joy and happiness. 
Are they the same thing? Uh, when do you find joy? When do you find happiness? And we have this guy at 6 a.m. when we record our live stream sitting there for about 40 minutes, just commenting with us and talking back and forth. And I mean, it's amazing that somebody get up at 6 a.m. and invest that time to converse with me and Emily. When again, we're just two two people that are talking on Facebook, essentially. I love that you brought up the um, the warrior mindset because it made me think about this question. Uh, what what kind of mindset does a podcaster need to be successful? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> a podcaster needs a, a mindset of uh, determination, uh, just not in the fact that I have to search for it, because I was real bad at the beginning of looking at numbers. And Richard's like, man, the numbers aren't doing well doing this. But determination of I'm going to finish something. I started this. And so my goal is to finish. And we always say when we're not having fun anymore, you know, we need to shut down the podcast. We're finished with the podcast. So we can't see the actual finish line. But to know that we're going to give 150 percent effort and finish this. That's what that's what drives us. And I think that's what I try to instill in all the other shows. I'm like, dude, you know, not only is this a business and, you know, we're feeding multiple families off of what we're doing here, but are we done yet? And they're like, what do you mean? Are are we done with having fun and enjoying what we're doing, enjoying our research and the work and the time and the effort that we put into this? Or is this another chore? Because we all, some of my co-hosts are in school right now. Some of them work 12-hour days. I have, you know, multiple jobs and businesses I own. So is this another chore? Is this something that is turning into, you know, disdain? Or are we actually still on track to finish this with the same um, vigor and the same enjoyment that we had the very first day we stepped in the studio? Because I have been, you know, smiling ear to ear every single time I launch a new podcast just because I'm so excited because it's a different atmosphere and feel. I think that's a tough question to ask because I think, for instance, my first podcast I've had for a little over six years and I still enjoy it, but I can't say that I've felt that joy of the first week or first month consistently. Mm -hmm. Like it definitely ebbs and flows. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I mean, there's some days where you're like, uh, I had so much stuff this week. I don't know if I if I watched the right content. If I did this, I'm sorry. I'm getting the show notes to you like in less than you know, 24 hours. But you know, let's let's try to rock this out. Yeah, and it's tough to ignore the numbers, but really, unless you're somebody famous, when you first start, you are podcasting to maybe nobody. You're just talking yes. in a room and hoping that eventually somebody is going to find you and care about what you're saying. So ignoring the numbers, yeah, but you but there's still a benchmark for yeah. progress. So what does success look like for you? Oh, <laughs> success for me. Ah, dude, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always set goals in my personal life, three months goals with the podcast. Uh, I look at, I mean, Richard went on, I think it was the last Labor Day weekend. He uh, was gone on a trip and I just started studying everything I could about production, editing, uh, what the numbers is, what's the average time frame that a a you know non celebrity podcast becomes successful, uh, reaching your demographic, different marketing strategies, just so I look would for my other businesses, and I started just making goals. I said if we're going to use like the premium feature for Podbeam, 
uh, I, what, what episode are we at now? Maybe we'll do that at 40 episodes. Now I'm at 40 episodes. I'm like, well, let's wait to a hundred before we do that. Um, but I think success for me for, for the podcast is just making sure I have an interactive community. You know, the numbers, like you said, they'll go up and down. Uh, they fluctuate. Uh, we had a big deal when E3 and, and came through. Well, we did the same broadcast that other podcasts did, like um, uh, PSXOXO with Greg, uh, Greg, uh, what was I going to say Miller? Yeah, Greg Miller. Um, and then um, the other video game podcasts we're doing. And so I'm sitting here like, well, you know, nobody really knows us. The numbers are going to be low, but is that going to divert from this track? So. Uh, one of the other deals, uh, success for me would be actually being at those conferences and doing live interviews. I think that's the way that we're going to kind of move towards because we have plans for the studio that are in line with my goals for the podcast. And that's getting more floor space, um, buying the, uh, the space downstairs to start doing broadcasts, uh, streaming on Twitch and YouTube. So there's just like little benchmarks along the way that I want to hit numbers wise and creating this kind of atmosphere and engaging with my audience to where they want more from us. And I think that is uh, one of the deals personally for me that, that make me envision success. I love that you have these three month goals that I, I'm not doing that with my podcast, but I'm going to start because I really like that idea because sometimes you just kind of keep doing what you're doing and you're really sort of on a treadmill. You're not really going anywhere. So yes. I like that tip. So here's the question for you. What do you do well as a podcaster and what do you think you could do better? Uh, I mean, the things that I do well, I think, are the things I could do better on. I think on the fly, me and Richard uh, being each other's co-host and filling in the gaps when we have to and just, you know, if something goes awry where we cover that, I think I do that very well. Uh, I know what I need to work on now is making sure that my reoccurring segments, if I do deviate from that, I have to make sure the next episode to come back to those segments and be more consistent because that's one of the things that I, I try to preach. We need to drop this consistent day for iTunes because there's certain implications. If you don't drop consistently, iTunes doesn't know where to put your podcast. So you won't be on that. You won't be moving up the charts if you are gaining traction with your audience. You need to make sure to thank the audience because without our audience, I mean, we don't, again, gain any traction. Thank the people that support us. Make sure to give shout outs. And then I also want to make sure that we're that both me and Richard are engaging the same way. I don't want to be too host heavy on my show and him not have a voice and vice versa. I don't want him to take over the show. And then it's just me sitting back. So I think that's something that we've been working on uh, the last you know month and a half by drawing it on the dry race board, saying we need to say this, this, this. Um, and then the rest of the flow of the show, I mean, we've got that uh, underhand and in control. Nice. I like how you're trying to find that balance. That's important. Okay. So what types of productivity tools do you use? Do you have any any apps or anything that make your life easier? Uh, the Podbeam app. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, that is uh, my primary source uh, that I go to all the time. I just We just switched uh, Hoya and Anime to Podbeam from Libsyn. And I made sure that Monica and Emily, my co-host on those shows, downloaded that app and, and showed them how to navigate um, that and then the Black and Studios website. Uh, other than that, I have iTunes. 
because it's easier for people to listen on iTunes. So when I go to some of my other jobs or, you know, people ask me about the podcast or I hand them a business card, um, I say, well, do you have an iPhone or do you have iTunes? And I just take their phone and say, you can find them all right here. So just knowing how to navigate that stuff makes it easier to get that out to different people. I love that. That's very that's very grassroots, uh, a very grassroots <laughs> method of promoting your podcast. Like just being willing to walk up to people and and show them exactly how to to get the oh, content because yeah. that's a that's a barrier for some yes. people. They don't know how to listen. They don't, and that's what we we're like. Man, we're giving people all this information, and nobody's doing anything with it. So I talked. I said, man, uh, talking to some of my friends, have you downloaded uh, the the show yet? No. Well, how do I do that? And I, I think almost every, even my mom, my mom listened to the show um, up until her phone broke like a couple weeks ago. So she's got to get a new one. But I go on their phones download the show, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I said, now you don't have to worry every week when we release, it'll come up. All you have to do is listen. And I know you're waiting to listen. You just didn't know how. So, you know, that's another courtesy as a podcaster I'm willing <laughs> willing to do for the audience. <laughs> I love it. Well, and you said another thing. You said you hand them a business card. I've met a lot of podcasters that don't have a business card for their podcast. And it's such an easy way to introduce yourself and, you know, have people not forget your, your show and who you are because they're not going to remember the name of the show, exactly. you know, two hours later. But if they've got your card and you make it easy for them, that's the thing. You have to make it as easy as possible for people to find and listen to your show. So very smart, very smart, yeah. Elijah. Thank you. I mean, that, that just came from this. I guess this goes back to success as well. We want to be, like I said, we want to go to E3 and all these other cons. Well, you have all these tables where there's cards and you're meeting people. And I mean, again, like you said, that's an easy way to break that barrier down. Here's my card. I do a podcast. And I mean, why wouldn't you scout there for a guest? Because somebody that has a booth or somebody that's there that's speaking or just interacting with that person, they're going to remember the face with the card, or you're going to gather a guest that has some value to add to your show, which your listeners will appreciate. So, Absolutely. Now, it's clear to me that you and Richard take your podcasts very seriously. You treat it like a business. So I'm wondering, in how many, how many ways have you or are you planning on monetizing the shows? As many as possible. Right. Good Just answer. Because, <laughs> because uh, for us, like right now, we started locally. Like I wanted, I'd listen to shows and I was like, oh man, they're using, I, I was looking at Squarespace and all these other deals and, and mid-roll and Rich was like, well, why don't we start in Oklahoma? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I can talk to Vector Roofing. It's hell season. So instead of them paying four or $500 to the radio station to have a commercial that you know, gets played on a loop every couple of hours. Anybody that downloads downloads the show can listen and hear. You know, this generated um, commercial spot. And so we started with Vector Roofing, and then I met with uh, Two Doors Realty. So we started with Oklahoma local businesses and just told them like we're reaching this many members or this many audience members or Oklahomans averagely uh, each month. And so these are people that you might not even be getting your information out to for your company. And so we started there and then that kind of changed our mindset. Like these, this is the reason that we actually need to look at the numbers. So when we write up uh, this documentation and get approved by, you know, our lawyer, it says we can guarantee you this amount of number of potential clients. And anytime that they come into your business, like any of the other ad spots, they just say they heard about your business from the Elijah Bailey show or the black box and then we initiate like a kickback program 
like most of the bigger podcasts and advertising companies do. Okay. And how does how does the kickback program work? Because keep in mind, a lot of beginner podcasters are listening and they might want to yes. know more about that. <laughs> so uh, we have different structures. One is if a business approaches us, uh, we have two incentives. One, you can pay a monthly fee. And then if somebody does hear and come to your business uh, from the podcast and they say that they heard about it from the Elijah Bailey show, you also give us a kickback because that's an immediate referral from us. Um, some of the local businesses we work with, we just have a the non-monthly fee. But if anybody refers, we refer them from the show to you, then you give us a a designated kickback. And so uh, it works just like that. So, And this is on an like, honor system or do you have like an affiliate code um, attached to these kickbacks? Uh, right now it's uh, honor system. Honor system's fine. Because, yeah, because most of these, uh, most of these companies aren't real big companies. So, and they are, they have their documentation written up with the studio. So if anybody says something about these shows, then they know where to or to send their kickback to you. And you have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with them too. They're not some yes. big corporate entity that's just a, a voice on the phone. So, exactly. oh, that's, that's really, um, that's, that's unique. I think that, um, that some particularly locally um, based podcasts could use that, that, yeah. uh, I mean, that it, sort it of works. structure. Yeah. And I mean, it's easy to do because one thing you have to do, you have to put yourself out there. You have to go out, you have to know your community. And I mean, that's, that's the whole deal. Black and Studios is a community podcasting facility. So whenever I do the read, like this show is sponsored by Black and Studio, the finest podcasting studio in Oklahoma, it's because we reach out to community. We do community uh, work and charity. Uh, we also give back and we also like to support local businesses. So now not only are we a, a studio, which studios get bad raps, you know, sometimes that it is, but we're we're etched into the community, the Oklahoma City and Edmond community. I like that. It reminds me of what you said when we first started the conversation. You said um, that when you first started, you were just podcasting to your friends and, yes. you know, so your community, your immediate community. And then, you know, your friend tells a friend and that friend tells a friend. And all of a sudden that that circle of influence from your podcast just uh, steadily grows and gets gets wider and broader. Yes. So that's that's great. I, I like that. All right. So I have a couple of uh, fun questions that I never send in advance. <laughs> OK. OK. Um, so the first one is. What person, living or dead, do you wish had a podcast? Ooh, what person? Bruce Lee. I'm a martial artist, so it's got to be Bruce Lee. Oh, he said yeah. so, so many profound things as it is, and it wrote so many books. I like to hear him on a weekly basis just talk about you know, what he sees in society, his goals, his mindset. I mean, that's that's number one on the list. You're right. That's a great, a great fantasy podcaster because he is so wise. If if anybody out there is ever looking for an excellent quote, just look up Bruce Lee quotes. I swear he he said the most amazing things like throughout his life. <laughs> he did, and it was amazing because I tell people, they're like, I'm having trouble in school. I said, Bruce Lee was a C, C plus C minus C plus student all throughout college. So, I mean, you have hope there where is you hope. can say some profound things. Yeah, yes. absolutely. That's a great suggestion. And finally, if there was a podcast about your life, Elijah Bailey, what would it be called other than the Elijah Bailey show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what would it be called? 
Uh, oh my gosh. Mm. You hit me with a hard question. This is a hard one. Um, oh man. Uh, a walk of contemplation. A walk of contemplation. That's a great title for a podcast. Everybody that answers this question, their first answer is the best, and it is such a believable show. So maybe that's the next one on your your group of podcasts. <laughs> I don't know if my wife will let me do, <laughs> do another one just yet. I know you do have you you have a lot going on there, Elijah. Um, okay, and finally, why don't you share with your audience how they can find you, Black and Studios, and all your podcasts? Uh, the easiest way is to go to Podbean. No, uh, the easiest <laughs> way is to go to www.blackenstudios.com and you will see every show that I'm on. Um, a little bit of anime, uh, Hoya the Warrior Way podcast, Superpower Movie podcast, The Elijah Bailey Show, and the one that started all Black and Studios, The Black Box. Nice. Um, yeah, they can find them on Podbeam, iTunes, Stitcher. I mean, Podbeam has been a, a godsend because it reaches out to all the podcast forums. So, I mean, anywhere that you like to listen to podcasts, you can find the show. Nice. Well, thank you so much for coming on Podcasting Smarter. I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast has learned a lot and gotten a lot of inspiration from your experience. Thank you for having me. This is this is one of the highlights uh, of, of my podcasting career so far. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it, me and Richard were talking about this last night and it's just the fact that people are interested in what we're doing and we're just two, you know, hardworking, driven guys that are just average. And, and for you to contact us and we'd have this dialogue, it's just a blessing. And I, I really appreciate it. Well, you're very welcome. And I definitely don't consider you average. You guys are doing a great thing and producing <laughs> a lot of great content. We're so glad to have you as part of the Podbean family. And I can't wait to see what you guys do next. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for Podcasting Smarter. You can check our show notes at podcast.podbean.com for links and details. Please like our podcast, leave your comments, and help us spread the word to other podcasters so we can bring you more great episodes with podcasting tips and inspiration from fellow podcasters. If you want to connect with other podcasters or get interviewed on this podcast, please join our Podcasting Smarter Facebook group. We look forward to welcoming you to the community. Happy podcasting.